Welcome back to the Raven Scott Girl Talk. I, your host, Raven Scott, back to talk to you about how to stop the suffering cycle from narcissist abuse. But first, I want to let you know about my free narc abuse healing guide to find your peace and heal after the abuse and stress that narcissists leave in their wake and into our souls. And so with this free booklet full of journal prompts and exercises and meditations, you can download it in the show notes and start your healing today. This is a companion guide to my book, Empath and the Narcissist, that you can purchase on Amazon. I just want to remind you to subscribe to this channel to receive more videos and hit the bell to get the notifications. We post Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So don't miss out. First, I want to read to you a mantra for relief from the emotional abuse. I have the power to protect my energy. I am calm, confident, and relaxed. Your emotions in your body are your own. They cannot be controlled by anyone else. You must protect your heart against those trying to manipulate it and protect your mind against those who are trying to manipulate it. You have that power. It is your body. If someone else is manipulating you and trying to uh, making you do things that you feel is outside of your alignment, take back your power. They've just momentarily taken over your mind or your heart, but it's not too late to take over your power. And the way that you can do that first is to invest in yourself. If you're believing the lies that you are worthless, that you are lucky to have them, that means that you are not valuing yourself first. And sometimes I know it's hard. We've met them at a really nice place, you know, a church, a governor's, you know, son or daughter, whatever the thing, right? They're in a good position in society. So you let your guard down, but that doesn't mean that they're a better person. So you've already put them on a pedestal and you need to remove the pedestal. You are equal human beings with a heart and mind and your heart and mind are no less value than theirs. You need to invest in yourself and have compassion for yourself. Increase your self-worth is going to increase your analytical mind towards their interesting and off-flavor actions. And you're going to be able to see through the scam of their fake kindness. Hashtag cancel fake love. I've got a shirt in the merch store. Go check it out. That's my thing lately is just no more. No contact with those who are giving you fake love. So first, to have compassion for yourself. How do you do this? Well, Kuan Yin is a Buddhist bodhisattva that embodies compassion. She who hears the cries of the world is her slogan. So five years ago, I was introduced to her by a client when I was an interior designer. She said, I really want a beautiful Kuan Yin statue. And I was like, what's, who's Kuan Yin? I have no idea. I was raised in the Christian church. But at this time, I was exploring my own spirituality, religion. I'm open to all the different things. I was very excited to learn about who Kuan Yin is. And when I looked up the statue to find which one that she should put in her home, I immediately connected with her. 
I connected with her, what she stands for and just how beautiful she looked. Are you searching for a place that your soul can spiritually grow that is safe and quiet? We truly want every single soul to know that you are supported and empowered in your soul's journey. You are unique and here for a particular reason. Myself, the author and YouTuber and podcaster, as well as Jessica Schiller-Silverman, a podcaster of the Alive podcast, have joined together to create a beautiful community for you to grow and heal spiritually, supported together to join and lean into our self-care and more importantly, our self-empowerment. We collectively as a membership on the Patreon have everything aligned to divinely flow for you. We draw tarot cards and share intuition and wisdom that you need to hear in that moment. We hold quiet space and have a full library of meditations growing. We upload exclusive content that you gain early access to all our amazing podcasts and videos from the Raven Scott Girl Talk Show, from the Alive Podcast, from the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, and we join together and share what's on our hearts and teach wisdom for your heart's nourishment during these trying times. We also host live Q&As on any spiritual tarot, human design, or moonbeam related topics. We have three tiers. We have the maiden, the mother, and the guide. We are all here to invite you to look at which level works best for you. So join us on Patreon today at the Soul Collective community. That's patreon.com forward slash soul collective, the number nine. I can't wait to see you there and support each other. I knew that she was a part of me, an essence of the greater purpose in my life that my soul was yearning for. And you know what? Suffering surrounds us in this world. It's one and the same. It's intertwined with living as being the human being experience to love and have compassion. And the ultimate journey of a human being is to discover how much our hearts can encompass our capacity to cause suffering as well as to heal suffering lives side by side within all of us. If we choose to develop the capacity to heal, which the challenge of every human being, we will find our hearts can encompass a great deal and we can learn to heal rather than increase the schisms that divide us from one another. And that's from this beautiful magazine, on the Dalai Lama, the vision of the Dalai Lama. And it's a Buddhist magazine called The Lion's Roar. Such a beautiful excerpt that I found in there when I was reading again deeper into this beautiful bodhisattva of Kuan Yin. And she's an armed warrior. She's not just this beautiful, just I have compassion and I'm so soft. No, she is a warrior profoundly dedicated to protecting all beings, fearless and resolved to bring suffering to an end. And you are on a journey. And that is to find compassion for yourself in order to fight bravely for your mind, your freedom, and your relief. Some people carrying long histories of lack of self-worth or denial find it most difficult to extend compassion towards themselves. Aware of the vastness of suffering in the world, 
They may feel it self-indulgent to care for their aching body, their broken heart, or their confused mind. Yet this too is suffering and genuine compassion makes no distinction between self and other. If we do not know how to embrace our own frailties and imperfections, how do we imagine we can find room in our heart for anyone else? And that's a quote again from that Buddhist magazine. The Buddha once said that you could search the whole world and not find anyone more deserving of your love and compassion than yourself. In order for emotional relief from this narcissistic abusive cycle, you must learn to say no to circumstances that do not feel right to your body and intuition. I was just finished an interview with our beautiful guest, Don uh, Renee, and Don Renee has you have to watch the video when it comes out. She has an extraordinary story that a movie needs to be made out of. She has teenage pregnancy when she was 14. Then the narcissist abuse that she met in a church, gone through so much of self-injury, anorexia, attempted suicide, you know, leaving, getting back together, marrying, physical abuse, even during their divorce, he almost killed her, put a gun to her head, all of these things. And then she found beautiful relationship with a wonderful, her first love really, um, from when they were young, remarried to him. They had a beautiful relationship, three more children. And then he just recently, two years ago, died of cancer. So go check out her video in the podcast playlist. No, say no to circumstances that don't feel well. And as Dawn and I talked about, it's all about the feeling because the narcissist plays into your mind and your mind can play tricks on yourself. You can doubt yourself. You can feel guilty. You can justify, you can rationalize. And your mind is the one that plays tricks on you, but your body never plays tricks. She said he would come to embrace her, trying to be tender with her after he would hurt her or he hurt her the day before and her body would tense up and she'd be ready. She'd be ready for that punch. So the whole point is to listen to your body or in your intuition, your mind will deceive you. And I also know this firsthand, this concept is much easier said than done. I get it. But how do you master boundaries? First, you have to envision yourself saying no. Second is feel the power of your self-sovereignty. Feel that you are deserving of saying no. Don't feel bad and pleasing others because you don't want to, or they're going to be mad at you. You're being selfish. Those are all the things that they're putting into your head. And your head then, your ego is putting it into your head. So feel into your body. Like in human design, we talk about what is your authority? You're a generator, manifesting generator with an open a solar plexus. You're going to have the authority of listening to your gut. You ask it a yes or no question and a sound will come up. Uh-huh, uh-uh, or hmm. So usually in these circumstances, our bodies know best. If you have the emotional authority where your solar plexus is defined, then you have that emotional wave to ride. You're really excited about it. You're feeling the dread. You know, there's the middle ground in between both. And after you feel excited, 
dread in your quiet middle, that's where you're going to find your feeling of the rightness. But usually when you're in an instance of abuse, your body feels it right away. You know. So feel into your self-sovereignty. And number three is dream of yourself saying no. Rehearse it over and over so much that you're dreaming about saying no to people. Step into your courage, pushing through fear and taking action to saying no. This is the hardest part because this is where it puts what's in your brain, you know, the pedal to the pavement, practicing it. You're going to have to push through some uncomfortable feelings and some fear because you've been conditioned to make sure everyone's happy and you're, you're comfortable. But when you step out your comfort zone, that's when you evolve. That's when you get stronger. No one ever succeeds by staying inside their comfort zone. So step forward, take action and say, no, that doesn't work for me. And finally, you need to be detached with the other's emotional response. Because again, they're going to try and show you how upset they are, manipulate you with their words and say, well, look what you made me do, or I'm so upset that you're not going to do this, or you don't love me. That's why you said no, or all these different things are going to try and start to shift you from your self-sovereignty in your body up into your head. So in order for that to stop, you need to detach, detach from how they feel their reaction is their responsibility, not yours. I'm going to repeat that because that was a huge lesson for me. Their reaction is their responsibility, not yours. Your decisions are your only responsibilities. What they do with it is not your responsibility. That's on them. And the healthy person will respect your boundaries. And the unhealthy person that you need to probably cut out of your life or make very minimal contact with is going to be the one that throws a temper tantrum, is upset, tries to guilt you, manipulate you. But what about this? But you said this and but we want everyone to be together. And, oh, you know, you're going to make mom so sad or whatever they say, right? Depending on the relationship of who they are, sibling, parent, lover, boss. They come in all shapes and sizes, right? So then I'm just going to cover one more point about stopping this stress and anxiety cycle of being in this emotional abusive relationship with a narcissist is stopping that cycle with no contact or partial contact. Now, I know you might think it's like really mean to do because when they ignore you, you feel bad and you feel hurt and you wish that they didn't ignore you. That's their power play. They're ignoring you because you said no, or you did something that they didn't like. For you, your no contact is, this is a boundary. I'm not having this anymore in my life. I would love to talk to you about X, Y, and Z, but if you're going to continue to bring up these topics, then I cannot talk to you about these topics any further. And sometimes it needs to be a complete no contact, you know, a vindictive, jealous, vengeful ex. You need to be safe. You need to not engage in anything because no matter what you say, they will use against you. Now, partial no contact would be topical conversations. For instance, you know what? Uh, mom and dad, I, I'm going to come to Thanksgiving. I'm not going to talk about this topic or this topic. 
but I'd be happy to talk to you about my work or whatever. Or if they start to go down this path of playing the victim, then you need to go very gray rock and just say, okay, mm -hmm. oh, interesting. Don't get pulled into defending yourself while they're playing the victim. I think that's really the hardest part is the detachment of emotions because that's their game. They're pulling you in. They're pulling you into their emotional like fight. Like, come on, come on, let's go. I'm the victim. Why don't you do this? And, and the thing that they will hate the most and that will stop the cycle the most is for you to not have any emotional investment. Oh, that's great, dad. Mm, that's great. So-and-so lover, like, oh, they're complaining. Oh, you don't ever call me. I'm just checking to see if you're alive. Yeah. Well, you would hear if from somebody, if we were dead, mm -hmm. yeah, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> just don't pull into their games. Don't get pulled into their games. That's the biggest thing. And it, it, it takes practice and you can do it. You can keep practicing. So really when dealing with the extremely selfish person, i.e. narcissist, who is trying to manipulate the situation in their favor, which is always their MO, to stop that vicious carousel ride, you must stop engaging in the arguments. Stop begging, stop engaging in the arguments. Let's say they're ignoring you. Stop begging for attention. Whatever you're doing to feed into their power, you need to stop. So that's begging for attention, engaging in arguments, playing into their victim story, trying to make them feel better. You know, you're not the victim. It's okay. Like sometimes they like the consolatory attention. So they pull the guilt card. Oh, will you never call me and feel so sad for them? You just can't feel sad for them anymore. And once you develop that emotional strength to not be pulled into their schemes emotionally, then you're able to stop the cycle. And really what they're doing is they're operating out of a, a selfish child emotional level. So let's say your child is throwing a temper tantrum. Do you get all up anxiety like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Oh, here, let me give you candy. So you stop throwing a temper tantrum and appease them and reward them for the temper tantrum. Or do you sit there, you know, very quietly, no emotion. You're not anxious. You're not angry. You're not upset. You just are. You are the anchor to their, their root to their tree. And you're waiting for their emotion to pass because that's what emotions are. They're waves. And then you have a calm, loving, yet maybe firm conversation about why that behavior was inappropriate. This is why you're not getting whatever you want. And, you know, so-and-so and explaining the why nots. It's not going to be impossible for them to get what they want, but it's just not going to happen right now. Whatever the thing is with the child. Same thing with the narcissist, because that's the emotional level you're dealing with. Truly, truly. If you can envision them, as a tiny temper tantrum toddler, I think it'll help you emotionally detach a lot easier. And really all you can do is control yourself. You cannot control the conversation or the situation as well as they can. They're experts at manipulating. So because you're not that type of person, right? You are a kind, empathic, you know, integrity. You love truth. So in order to stop the craziness and to gain relief, you must stop talking to them or stop engaging in that particular conversation. Change the topic, draw your boundary. I'm not going to talk to you about that. 
whatever phrase you would love. And to be completely honest, don't ever respond to texts with a narcissist. Stop immediately. Maybe block them if you need to, if they're stalking you and throwing vicious trolling texts towards you. Stop responding to the texts. Stop reaching out to apologize because you feel guilty now that there's been this awkwardness between the argument because they didn't apologize. They didn't really say anything back to you. They withheld because that's the way to manipulate you into feeling guilty and come back to them and apologize. So that's a hard one. That's their biggest weapon, at least for me. Stop reaching out to apologize. Don't feel guilty for drawing a boundary and having your integrity. And they just love the drama. So stop engaging in the drama. Their ego thrives on drama. And the ego is in the shadow. That's really what it is. So you must stay in the light and you must remove the spotlight on them from their drama. And the cycle will stop. So if you're co-parenting or you have a dependent sibling in their custody, I know this is really hard to not talk to them. You can do the partial no contact, like I said before. So you use the gray rock method, meaning act like a rock, zero emotion, right? You could be cold as ice. You could be ice man, whatever term you like to use and essentially act emotionally withdrawn. Don't mimic their excitement, let's say, or don't mimic their anxiety or buy into their stories because they're typically going to pull you into their victim stories because you've been very good about not, not contacting them, you know, and, and not being pulled into their emotions. So just don't buy into their stories. Simply say, hello. You don't even have to do that, honestly. You could just like nod and do not engage in the conversation with them. Just sit over in a corner somewhere else away from them. Don't look at them. Don't engage and be there and invest your attention on who you're really there for, your sibling, your child, or maybe it's just carry out the drop off or pick up with an aloof interaction. If they try and probe you into a, a conversation or argument or pull at your emotions, stay emotionally disassociated. And respond to them with one word answers that are not leading. So I think that's really key for you to master. I hope this has helped you. I will leave you with this thought. What I know is that with each day of no contact, you will heal and are on your path to recovery. Thank you so much for watching. Always remember to keep your unique light shining. And catch the next episode here on the channel. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes, embrace the blast. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface.